How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. If you are like me, your nerves are bad this morning, okay? I had to wake up and take some Nervive. I didn't even know there was a pill you could take to help settle your nerves. But apparently, Nervive is supposed to help you calm down and relax. I remember as a kid, I don't know about you all, but my grandmother would say, all right, y'all getting on my last good nerve. And and I, I have one uh, good nerve left because I have been on Twitter. And uh, there is bad story after bad story after bad story about finances. And, you know, they're, they're talking always about um, what's coming up. Um, you know, are we going to be in a recession? Um, should you sell your home? Should you stay in your house? What What's the value? What's going to be your worth um, when it's all said and done? You know, I, I'm following this crypto exchange story where FTX is filing for bankruptcy after an $8 billion shortfall, like literally. Uh, they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Friday. Monday, they were worth $8 billion. How do you go from $8 billion to $0? Actually, maybe negative dollars. And, and then, you know, we've got these uh, uh, Twitter unverified, verified accounts, and it's affecting companies. It's affecting the price of the stock. Um, Eli Lilly's stock took a dive after a fake Twitter account promised free insulin along with Nordics and Sanofi. I mean, you know, it's all um, being impacted and it's all about finances. And, you know, as a small business owner, making investments, um, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, I have money in the bank to pay my employees and and feed my children. I, I have to tell you that I... I, actually, I'm in a panic right now about finances. And so um, I was talking to my friends over at Bremer Bank, and I said, you know, I'm I'm panicked. I really am because I don't know which way is up right now. And Justin Butler said something to me um, that shifted my way of thinking. He said, it's not time to panic. It's time to prepare. I said, okay, I can't be the only one getting this good information and advice. You're going to have to come on my radio show so that you can share with my listeners what you are sharing with me. He is joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Justin Butler, thank you so much for being here with us today. For sure. Anytime, anytime. Glad to be here. Now, there are a lot of folks like me. Uh, I'm reading their posts 
And people are panicked about finances, especially small business owners. And I know that Bremer Bank specializes in uh, working with small businesses. Um, we're looking at our investments. We're looking at what happened, what's happening with the crypto. We're looking at what's going on at, at Eli Lilly. Um, and, and so talk to me about why you think it's time to prepare and not panic and what that actually looks like. Sure. You know, from my perspective, all, all very valid points, but I think what we have to zero in and focus on individually, either as a, as a individual or as your business, what's actually relevant to you, right? Mm. So if you don't have exposure to cryptocurrency, it's nice to know what's going on, but don't let that impact your judgment and your decision-making because it's not really relevant to you, right? So I, I think when, when these situations come up, we have to zero in and understand what our uh, own finances really look like, where we have exposure, and make sure that we're focusing on what we can control and what's affecting us, right? So gas prices, for example, right? Is it time to really think about, um, you know, joining a membership club or a gas card or whatever it may be and thinking about how we can shave off costs real time? And these are very tactical things that you can do that are relevant to your, your lifestyle and to your business. And really thinking about the expenses that you have, and can you manage those a little bit differently? So through COVID, um, we all you know maybe cut the cord and we went on the streaming services. And then you look up and you're really paying almost 250 bucks a month on streaming services. Well, now you have to maybe cut some of that back, right? You cut it back a little bit because it's optional and help to build your nest egg um, for when the hard times do come. And so I tell people all the time, never get caught behind the wave or with the wave. You always want to be in front, right? Like. You want to be prepared. You want to have a plan, and that plan has to be unique to you, right? What works for your brother or for your coworker or for your friend isn't necessarily going to work in your household and your business. So you have to make a plan that is specific to you and going to handle on your expenses. So then, in the future, when the hard times do come, you're prepared because you've planned for it. Okay, now you've got 15 years of experience in financial services, um, yeah. even time on the federal level, which is why I appreciate your being here. We're talking to Justin Butler, the executive vice president and chief risk officer at Bremer Bank. Now, you know, I remember in 2010, um, I, um, you know, we lost our house. We were underwater. We had one of those mm -hmm. loans. Um, because we were yeah. trying to get in this house, we were like, you know, millions of other Americans. And, um, you know, we wind up selling it to one of our church members and moving into a condo because we, we couldn't afford it. And we found ourselves with, you know, this balloon payment. And, you know, I'm, I'm being transparent here, Justin, and we've talked about sure. this. We were almost homeless and we had a little baby yeah. and we were both working, but we could not keep up. We had not, like you were telling me earlier this week, we had not prepared for what uh, could come. Are we approaching another 2008, 2009, 2010 financial meltdown? I don't think so. Um, you, you know, here, here's what I'll say. Um, from a housing perspective, we had a large run-up in, in home prices, and that was due to uh, low interest rates. But, but the standards have strengthened dramatically, and people who um, have bought these homes can afford them, right, for the, for the most part. But I will say just, you know, my own personal thing, I think house hunters has ruined it for everybody, right? <laughs> you, go on, right you 
go into house hunters and you see this 25-year-old couple getting a $1.2 million house, and you're like, well, yes. okay. You know, and, then, and then a loan officer tells you the same thing, and you're like, well, you know what? I can do that too. Um, but, but what I will say is I, I think the, the banks are better capitalized. I think mm-hmm. consumers are more um, leery of, of getting into situations that they, they may not be able to handle. And I think uh, a lot of people learn from that, right? This is kind of the generation that grew up in, in the financial crisis, right? And so they're making mm-hmm. different decisions, um, which I think is, is helpful. Um, we're, we're in a little bit of a downturn, right? The, the, the market, we were overdue for a correction in the marketplace, Right, the stock market was running crazy. There was a lot of cash from stimulus, and um, people had just a lot of savings and things like that, and a lot of disposable income coming out of the pandemic. And so, we just need to really slow things down a little bit and get back to normalcy, right? And I think that's what's happening. And so, I, I, uh, people are looking like, "Well, we're going to go over a cliff." It's like, "No, you're not going over a cliff. You're just going down the hill, right?" And okay. so, at some at some point, like I took a road trip last summer through um, Tennessee. You had to go up this mountain, right? But then you have to come back down the mountain, right? And so it doesn't mean you're falling off a cliff. It just means that you're coming down, and sometimes you have to tap on the brakes a little bit, right? And so if you redid your kitchen and you did your bathroom, you know what, for 23 and 24, no new projects, right? You may need to slow that down okay. a little bit, rebuild your nest egg, and think about the short term, but also the long term, right? Make sure that you have good career opportunities. You know, with the um, with the gig economy nowadays, you can think about how you can earn income on the side a little bit more to help build up your nest egg, or create a plan B for yourself, right? There are people who are quitting corporate America, and you know they're making six figure incomes on social media or DoorDash or utilizing their skills as a freelancer, right, kind of striking out on their own, we all have a talent or a skill that we can make use of to help make sure that we are financially secure on the side, right? And so I think that's part of the plan is you, you, for you personally, make sure that you understand where your skill sets are, match it up with your revenue, match it up with your expenses, and then you can prep yourself. But on a, on a macro level, I don't think that we're heading for any level of a crisis. We may be headed for a recession, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's cycles to an economy, and you're up and you're down, and we need both sides of that coin, right? Okay, so it's, okay. It's, hold on, hold on, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting text messages from some of the small business owners um, who sure. really like what you're saying about um, matching your income up with your skill set. I want to spend some time talking about that with Justin Butler, the Executive Vice President and Chief Risk Officer at Bremer Bank, next on The Shaletta Show. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.
We've been talking to Justin Butler, the executive vice president and chief risk officer at Bremer Bank uh, on the Shaletta show this morning. He is joining us courtesy of the John Shoes to Caldwell Banker hotline. And, you know, while we were talking, uh, he was explaining to us in the last break about, you know, the extra income, the side hustle, matching that with your skill set. And I got text messages like people don't believe that i'm like really live on the radio justin so they hear the conversation <laughs> and because i tell them to join in you know they they take it and and comment on social media and then i start getting text messages from people like devonna Pittman, who founded nature syrup um you know she was yeah. working at a company and had a passion um you know for a skincare line and then you know got started doing that and and now she's got a profitable small business um, you know, Tamika uh, Jones over at Lip Esteem in St. Paul in the Rondo community. Um, you know, they used to make fun of her as a kid, called her Big Lip Tamika. Well, now she has a lipstick line and a storefront, a brick and mortar um, store. And, you know, Anissa Keys is, you know, texting in and, you know, all these women are small business owners um, who had jobs in corporate America, had never planned to um, open their own companies. And because of the passion that you were talking about, they've done that. But, you know, without a bank like Bremer to help um, show folks the way, you don't know what you don't know. Talk to me about sure. some of the resources that folks can tap into. Because I remember going in the bank and telling y'all, listen, um, I have this um, uh, small business that I started back. It was like March. I was like, yeah, I started the small business back in February. It's a podcasting platform. I need to go ahead and get a business account. And they were like, okay, what's your EIN? I was like, what is that? They were like, Shaletta, have you filed uh, with the government that, you know, the federal government, what kind of business is it? An LLC, a corporation? Have you registered with the secretary of state? I didn't know about any of that until I talked to the banker. And, and so, you know, people don't really um, think that your banker can be the front line of defense and can um, help you with a, a lot of those things that you don't know as you build your business so that you can have a solid foundation. But, but I just appreciate that the bankers at Bremer do that. Can you talk to me a little about that? Yeah, look, you know, you're never going to know what you don't know. And so, financial services institutions, we're here for education, right? We are here to make sure that people are successful because that's our business, right? And as a risk officer, I can tell you, it's, it's most beneficial for us when people have uh, the knowledge and, and, and resources that they need in order to become successful. And so you can, you should be able to walk into any bank and say, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business. I'm obviously going to need banking accounts. I'm going to need lines of credit or whatever it may be. Help me through this, right? And, and, and a solid financial institution should be able to do that, and that's what we do at Bremer, right? So we're a relationship-oriented bank. That's why before I started working at Bremer Bank, I was a client of Bremer Bank, right? And, and it was that relationship management that um, really drove me. But there's other resources as well. In addition to a financial services institution, uh, Chambers of Commerce. Um, there are nonprofits like Mita or the Neighborhood Development Corporation that can really answer a lot of your questions to help shepherd you through the process. 
and banks like Bremer and those nonprofits meet in D.C. We work together, right? It's, it's more beneficial for the chambers of commerce and the banks and nonprofits to really work together. So the reality is there are a ton of resources, and there's probably more resources out there than people can consume. But starting in one place, right, as I mentioned, chambers of commerce, wherever you live, um, you, who you bank with, you know, we'd love for everyone to bank with Bremer, right? Um, I think we have a lot of it, a lot of information, a lot of products and services to offer to the community, uh, but there's nonprofits as well, right? And so I think starting there and just being able to ask the question, there's no wrong, there's no wrong question, there's no wrong answer here. Everybody's situation is different. Large business, small business, everyone has different needs, and you have to figure out what is going to satisfy your needs and be the best for you, your life, your business, and your family, um, and who's going to help you along that life cycle with all of your goals and objectives. We are continuing our discussion with Justin Butler. He is the Executive Vice President and Chief Risk Officer at Bremer Bank, and we were talking about housing. And how in 2010, my family and I found ourselves underwater and had to sell, um, you know, our our house where we had made all the renovations and raised our child and, you know, had planned to start a family and stay there in St. Paul at 1608 Burns Avenue, but couldn't afford it and had to sell it to one of our church members and friends um, because we were underwater. Um, and, you know, you've got 15 years of experience in financial services, um, including, you know, some time that you spent on that federal level. Um, we got a, another long winter ahead of us. Um, and housing is on everybody's mind. Draw from your personal experience um, and expertise in housing and discuss, you know, some of the challenges that we are going to face in the Twin Cities uh, that you see on the horizon for us. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it's the gift and the curse, right? I think we have a, a really strong economy. I think we have great school systems, and that draws people to the Twin Cities, right, which is, which is a great thing. Um, but the infrastructure has to keep up with that, and part of that infrastructure is housing. Um, and, uh, you know, the upside here is I think whether you're in a kind of a starter home or a, a, a McMansion or whatever it may be, I think the quality of construction in the Twin Cities is very, very high as well, which places a premium on the on the cost of homes, right? So, um, so, so I say all that to say, um, with great draw comes great responsibility, right? And so, I, I think we do have to have some serious conversations around uh, the cost of housing um, and, and affordability and availability here in the Twin Cities, right? There's there's an equilibrium here between supply and demand, and we have to figure out the affordable housing solutions here, right? I think there's plenty of financial institutions that can help finance. Uh, these projects and individual homes, but I think we have to have a, a careful conversation around what affordable housing looks like, and more importantly, you know, kind of thinking about what those long-term implications are for getting people into stable housing. For example, I'm on the United uh, Greater Twin Cities United Way Board, and we focus a lot on uh, stable homes and housing, right, in addition to food security. And then you get into education, you get into transportation, you get into a lot of things that drive 
where people choose to live and how they choose to live. And so it's all connected into this ecosystem, right? And so I think we really have to give some thought to how neighborhoods are um, changing and developing, the changing demographics. I live in Woodbury, and I discovered that there is a, a new community that is all full of uh, leased-only homes, right? So no one in there owns these homes. But they're, they, they're single-family, they have amenities, and all these sorts of things. So people are thinking about how they want to live differently, right? So the traditional, I'm going to come out, buy a home, put 20% down, uh, get a 30-year mortgage and stay here forever, may look a little bit different. And so what does that mean for those that are looking to retire or moving into the cities or maybe moving out, moving up? So we have to really think about the here and the now, but also in the future as well, um, and make sure that people are educated as to what it takes to um, acquire a mortgage, whether you have W-2 income, you're working a job, or 1099 income, and you're owning a business. There's different ways that you have to approach um, qualifying for a mortgage or purchasing a home um, and things of that nature. And so I think it's really being intentional about our housing supply and the, the supply and demand there, but then also how we finance the homes and thinking about what that future looks like, given that people are looking to live differently going forward. Well, I just thank you so much for being on the show, Justin, for passing along the expertise to my listeners that you gave me um, earlier this week, and we are all better for it. Justin Butler, Executive Vice President and Chief Risk Officer at Bremer Bank, has been joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Well, at least one white guy I know does what I tell him to do the first time I tell him to do it. You know, I can recall the day that I was in the studio producing for the Chad Hartman show when Adam Carter was doing the news and he started choking. And I was like, oh, my God, he is choking. And he got worse and worse. And I was like, "Okay, do I see Jesus descending from heaven like a dove? Because it looks like this dude is about to check up out of here. So I ran to my desk on the other side of the building. I got some cough drops. I got a water. And I ran them to Adam Carter. And do you know, choking damn near dead, Adam Carter looked at me with a few breaths he had left in his body and says, do you have cherry flavored? Because I don't like the plain Hall's cough drops. And I thought you would rather die. Then eat the regular Hall's cough drop so you can stop coughing. And so Dan Cook runs in with the cherry flavor and he takes it and he, you know, chews on it, sucks on it or whatever. And he starts feeling better and he stops coughing. And I I was a little mad at Dan because I was like, let him choke to death. Because I offered him a cough drop, and if he really wanted to live, he should have taken what he was given, right? And, and you know, this is just the experience I've had with the white men in my life. They don't listen. Blois Olsen doesn't listen. Chad Hartman doesn't listen. But you know what? Rusty Ray, he listens. Because I said, hey, Rusty, you got all this knowledge about your eggnog. Okay, you know which ones taste the best, you know which ones you should avoid, where to get them. You've even got them ranked and rated with your little number system, like 10's the best, the gold star, the standard, all the way down to the worst ones. You should start a blog, Rusty. And, you know, I was chatting with Rusty about that this morning while I was running my errands. And gosh, dog it, Rusty took my advice and he has the eggnogblog.com up with all the rankings. And he is joining me right now on the show. Rusty, I'm just a boy. You did that. You put that blog up there. 
Well, yeah, for the right price, you can just restart that domain, and there it is. <laughs> so, yeah, it's back up, eggnogblog.com. Eggnogblog.com. And I'm, I'm really right now, I'm taking a lot of credit for it as if you've never done it before. So right now on all my social media channels, it says that it's my idea, you know. And so I'm going to leave that right there where it is because there's a lot of false information on Twitter. So I want to fit in, right? So I'm going to leave that right there even though it's incorrect information. I don't don't have any kind of color check mark next to it yet, so we'll see how long it lasts. Okay, now, you had the eggnog blog up before. Tell us about it and what happened to it. I did it in in 2020. I think that we were kind of still pre-vaccine and everybody was still kind of staying home a little bit or kind of freaked out and the kids were still home from school. And I'm thinking, you know, I I had been posting on my, my personal Facebook page for several years about eggnog and and people were starting to send me messages from all over the place i got friends from where i live back east and they were sending me things and so i just decided you know what everybody's at home let's let's do something for fun and so i paid whatever it was for a for a domain for a year and i started eggnogblog.com and i just did it i've got 21 different varieties here ranked and uh, i had not looked at it in two years until yeah, you said you should restart it. And I thought, I don't know if I have time for this. And I don't want to rebuild the whole site. But, no, I, I wondered this morning if I went back to the to the registration. And there it was. All I had to do was, was pay for another year. And now it's back, just like I left it two years ago. So it's all there. All right. Okay, let's talk about these rankings. Turkey Hill okay. is number one, the standard. What makes Turkey Hill so good? It is so good. It's just it's not incredibly sweet it doesn't have like that artificial sweet flavor to it it's got the right mm-hmm. kind of spices in it it's not real real thick uh it doesn't taste like cough syrup it's just it's just perfect and, and i think also absence makes the heart grow fonder because we can't find it here it's an east coast like a north mm-hmm. northeast mid-atlantic thing where i lived in maryland growing up and i couldn't get it when i lived in the carolinas it wasn't that far south and I got my dad driving up here from North Carolina in a couple of weeks for Thanksgiving. I'm trying to get him to stop in like West Virginia or somewhere to see if they can get it and put it in a cooler and bring it up here. It's that good. It's the best, period. Really? Okay. Now, this is something that confused me because usually when you get a diet product, it is not as good as the mm-hmm. regular product. But on your eggnogblog.com rankings where you rank all the eggnogs, mm-hmm. you got Target market pantry light ahead of the regular target mm-hmm. market pantry eggnog did you mean to do that no i i just i, I figured i started buying it at some point and i thought well let me try the light and see if it goes a little easier on the heartburn or whatever the case may be and it does i think it tastes just a little bit bigger better than uh target heavy as it were you know the regular brand or whatever so uh, they've got a new brand this year uh, it's called Every Day. I'm looking in my fridge right now. It's called Favorite Day. That's the new Target oh, brand, and it tastes just the same. Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, now, now you said uh, about four or five people sent you something about a new eggnog flavor that's out right now. Tell me about that. What, what's going on with that? Well, I think it's a, I think it's Ego brand, like the waffles, and mm-hmm. it's like a liqueur. Uh, it's something to maybe mix in with something or maybe something to sip or something like a Bailey's. Mm-hmm. And I haven't tried, but like three or four, you sent me something this morning, and I think like four other people have tagged me on Facebook about it or sent it to me or or tweeted to me. And they're like, oh, Rusty Ray, you got to check this out. And I'm like, I don't know. That sounds like when you start combining things like Eggo, ice cream, souffle, sandwich, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. we got to stop with the combining things. I mean, let's get, let's get serious here. You know what I mean? 
Okay, now one of the things um, toward the end of the list is the Kemp's Pumpkin Spice Holiday Nog. Talking about combining, you know, when I start thinking about, um, right. you know, eggnog, I think about Christmas. I'm, I've put the pumpkins away. Why are they putting pumpkin spice in eggnog? I don't. That's a that's an excellent question. I mean, that, that's a really good question. They don't have to, you know, just just have some eggnog. You know, I think I don't. A I mean, fireball is a little higher on the list. It's it's not really that good, but it's better than the Kemp's pumpkin spice holiday dog. But fireball's kind of got that that little bit of like a uh, like a sweet candy, a little too sweet on there. But it's actually better than you think it will be. So that's why I got the six point five out of ten. But the Kemp's pumpkin spice holiday dog. A little disappointing mm-hmm. in my book. It is all, okay. it's all up to me. I'm not an expert. I'm not a chef. I just, what I like, and I kind of rank them out of 10. Now, most folks get that Southern Comfort Vanilla Spice because that's what we got. That's what we grew up on. But you've right. got the Target as well as Autumn Wood Farms, um, the Anderson uh, Erickson above that. Um, you know, I, I was a little, I was a little disappointed in my uh, the, the spot that you placed my uh, Southern Comfort Vanilla in. I ain't gonna lie to you. No, the Southern Comfort is pretty good. The Vanilla Spice specifically is pretty good. I think that's mm-hmm. the, there's a there's a black container, there's a red container. I can't remember which. I can't. I don't have the pictures in front of me, but mm-hmm. you ought to know Anderson Erickson. That's the one that's available at High V. That's, that's my High V brand. Yes, and I will. Yes. I will mention that that Autumnwood Farms. You've got. I've got it here tied for fifth. That's the one that's made right up here in Forest Lake. It's really good. It's very. Oh, good. okay. It's probably because the products are, uh, are fresher. We ain't got to wait to get them. You know, the fresher the it's product, right the better the, the right. better the delivery. Yeah. Now, that's Russ, right. this is what I want to know: Are you going to go out get some of these newer brands, the one that we were sending you this morning? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have your little taste test and re-rank for the new holiday season because this is the old ranking. I'm going to need you to update okay. it with the new stuff. Are you going to go ahead and I, update the, update the rankings? I, I think it's my duty to do this. I think it's, I it's, it falls upon so. me. If I'm going to put myself out there like this, I got to do that. So, yeah, I'm going to have to find this ego business and try that out and, and some other things too, but – this list t- two years ago, this was almost all the different varieties that I could find in just the stores around here. Mm-hmm. And then what people in other parts of the country could find, you know, because like, a lot of people prefer like the lactate or the, you know, if they yeah. eat the lactose intolerant or something like that, mm-hmm. or, or the, mm-hmm. if it's plant-based or whatever, they, they want to try something else and they'll, they'll send those reviews. And I tried a few of them, but I took those reviews. So that's also on the website under a different thing, I think called guest reviews. I see that. I don't. I don't. I, I. I appreciate you giving other people a chance, but I don't want to hear what they yeah. got to say. I want to hear what you got to say. So I'm going back well, over to the um, to the rankings because that's the most important part for me. Um, and yeah. but I just, I just really love this. Um, I'm so glad you did it. And I want you. I. I you know what we got to do? We have to do a Facebook Live where we set up the camera. Mm-hmm at the house <laughs> and uh okay. we have you and the missus and a couple of other folk mm-hmm. over there and and we try to eggnog and you know mm-hmm. you can go ahead and, and rank them like right then you know like like a, uh, you know how to how to do the taste once, test you, know? right. you can't, you can't no. many well, how many, how many? you know Maybe, maybe you can never have too many drinks at once. You can never have too many drinks at once. Um, well, but, but 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 I but I but I really would love to see you and like like what you. So when you're ranking them, like what's the top priority for you? What are you looking for? Is it flavor? Is it texture? Is it how smooth it goes down? Is it the heartburn after? What's the one thing that you say is the top priority for you when you're deciding on the rankings and what's the best tasting 
eggnog uh, on your list? I think flavor obviously is the top for me. Texture has a lot to do with it. Uh, some of these um, are just not, the texture is just weird. It's all wrong. It's too thick or it just it lingers too long or whatever the case may be. But the, the flavor is, is the best. That's, that's what really sets it apart for me. All right. Okay. Well, I cannot wait, uh, you know, because I, I just, I really still feel like it's too early. You were drinking eggnog before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, my children mm-hmm. are even disappointed in you because I told them about it. They were like, mom, <laughs> what is he doing? Does he also have his Christmas tree up already? I was like, you know, baby, I don't no, know no. how Rusty living. We're going to figure it out. He just got here. Um, but, but, uh, come December 1st, I'm going to get that Anderson okay. Erickson. Give it a try. I'm going to try that market oh, yeah. pantry light. Uh, because mm-hmm. I did promise myself I was going to try to lose a few LBs, so that may be my way of doing that okay. when I go over to Target. Okay. And then uh, mm-hmm. if you get some of that Turkey Hill now, share with your coworkers and friends. Don't let your daddy come I'm up here. You, I, it, it's all on my dad. It's all on him. I said, get the cooler in the car and, and, and stop in these different states you're driving. You're going to drive all the way up here. Give it a shot, man. He knows. He loves the Turkey Hill, too. Okay. All right. Well, I sure appreciate you being part of the show and taking time out of your day to hang out with me. You got it. She'll any time. You guys have a good day. All right. You too. And and we have to remember that this was really all my idea. Okay. We have to really make sure that we know that this is all my intellectual property. What's it called? The IPO. This is my IPO. Um, Rusty, as as far as anybody knows, Rusty never had this blog up. He had no idea about doing it. And I set it all up for him. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm telling. um, That's what I'm telling my kids. (laughs) I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rusty, we'll holler at you later, buddy. See you guys later. Bye. All right, and Rusty has been joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. There's more fun and information coming up on the Shaletta Show. It is 11.53. You are listening to News Talk 830 WCCO, your good neighbor station. I was so um, disturbed and talking about hot. I was absolutely hot. Uh, When I read the story about the Labor Department finding 31 children children cleaning meat packing plants and this is not something that happened on the other side of the country two of those children were right here in minnesota ranging in age from 13 to 17 they cleaned dangerous equipment with corrosive cleaners during overnight shifts at three meat packing facilities at Turkey Valley Farm Plants in uh, Marshall, Minnesota, Grand Island, Nebraska, and Worthington. That is absolutely ridiculous. I, I just, I could not believe that. In 2022, the Labor Department is finding that we've got children, underage children, 31 of them, Around meat? Are you kidding me? Their jobs included cleaning kill floors, meat and meat-borne cutting slaws, grinding machines, electric knives. These are all. This this is all in the court documents. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. My son Andrew is 16. I'm not even letting him anywhere near any kind of electric knife. 
I just I, I couldn't I couldn't even sleep good when I heard about this story. One 14 year old worked from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. five to six days a week. That child got chemical burns from cleaning machines to cut meat. And they had school records showing that this kid was falling asleep in class or missed class because of the job that this child had at the plant. 14 years old. I'm a grown 50-year-old woman and I can't pull an 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. shift five to six days a week. And then went to school after that. If you see something, say something. Speak up, especially if you have an opportunity to help a child get out of a dangerous situation. A teacher, a counselor, somebody at the plant saw these kids and they should have said something before now. We've got two more hours of the Shaletta Show. We'll be back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.